Side Hustle Show 264, Challenge Marketing, how to explode your list and revenue with free challenges. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. If you're looking for a way to get your audience off the sidelines and into the game to breathe some new life and excitement into your brand this year, look no further because today's guest, Kelly Snyder, is going to blow you away. I met Kelly at FinCon this past fall where she introduced herself as the lady who teaches women how to get dressed in the morning. Her business is adoreyourwardrobe.com and the more official tagline is that she teaches women how to confidently dress their unique bodies through the principles found in math and science. It's a cool niche, right? Well, what's cooler is how she's grown this business to multi-six figures in less than two years, largely thanks to what you could call challenge marketing, inviting your prospective customers to join you in a limited time free challenge that solves a specific problem, but, and this is important, exposes a bigger problem that you can solve with your paid product or service. Each time Kelly runs the 14-day from frustrated to functional wardrobe challenge, she adds around 100 grand to her business in terms of the lifetime revenue from participants. And that was starting with a tiny audience. In this episode, you'll learn how a challenge can be the first step in your customer success path, how to structure it, how to get people to join, and why it works so well to transition test drivers into buyers. Notes and links for this one, along with a free PDF highlight reel summary with all of Kelly's top tips, are at SideHustleNation.com slash Kelly. It's K-E-L-L-Y. Or you can grab that through the link in the episode description on your podcast player app. With invoicing, time tracking, estimates, and proposals, expense management, and one-click tax summaries, it's no wonder why 97% of small business owners recommend FreshBooks. FreshBooks.com is the number one affordable accounting solution built specifically for side hustlers and freelancers. And I want to thank FreshBooks for sponsoring today's show and really for being a longtime partner of the Side Hustle Show. And beyond that, for helping 10 million entrepreneurs, myself included, get paid. As a Side Hustle Show listener, you're eligible for a 30-day completely free trial at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. Now's the time to get your books in order. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle to start your 30-day free trial today. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with Kelly after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. For us, a challenge was the ability to kind of allow us to pre-sell our main course, which is, we call it our signature course for Adore Your Wardrobe. And the reason that we wanted to do a challenge is that we really wanted to significantly kind of push on a pain point that we know that our prospective buyer has. But if you just push on a pain point through email marketing or just through Facebook ads, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't work. But we found that if you kind of take them through a process where you solve one problem while exposing their bigger problem that your product can solve, that we actually have a better chance of converting them. So I'm a big believer in having a success path for your customer. I think that's one of the things that isn't really talked about a lot in online marketing. You know, it's kind of like, hey, create a course, and then they stop there. You know, like, hey, you made your one course. That's awesome. 
but the cost of acquisition is so high, right? It takes either significant resources, either monetarily or time, or just writing content after content after content piece. There's a cost to acquisition. And so I love the idea of we may have a high cost of acquisition to get people into the first course, but then if we have a suite of products that we can take them through as part of their customer journey, then that cost of acquisition becomes less and less and less. And so we have a three-step model for the brand where we bring them in through one course. Well, we bring them in through the free challenge, and then we have a pretty standard conversion rate that we bring them into the first course. And then we have a pretty standard conversion rate of people that go into the second course. And it's pretty standard of people that then go into membership. And because we've been able to have those standard conversion rates, we know that when we have X number of people go through a challenge, it's going to mean For example, if I know that we have 3,000 people that go through the challenge, then that means that we will make $100,000 in revenue through those people that are going through the challenge just because of what our conversion rates are. Okay. Because you've run it enough times, you know the numbers, how it all tends to shake out over the course of the weeks and the months and, and going forward. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, I will tell you the first time we did a challenge, it blew my socks off because I was like, hey, if we get 200 people in this, that would be awesome. And I think the first time we ran it, we had close to 1200. And so I was like, wow, okay, we've got something here. And then that's when I realized that if we really put the gas behind it and really did our marketing well, that we could really grow it into something pretty amazing. Yeah. So we'll get to where those 3000 people come from, but just in terms of concrete examples, the bigger problem that you're trying to expose through the challenge is I've got a closet full of clothes, but nothing to wear, or I just don't like the way my clothes fit. What's the main pain point you're trying to poke at? Our challenge is called the 14 day from frustration to functional closet challenge. And for women, they seem to be like, well, I'm really frustrated in my closet. Like I'm frustrated with my wardrobe. I feel like I have nothing to wear. And so we take them through a series of exercises that are all very logical. We have them do a lifestyle audit. We have them do a wardrobe audit. And then we have them go through and kind of express if they love the outfits they had put together for that week while they did their lifestyle audit. Um, What we find is, is that we solve some problems, which is first problem we solve is that usually people's lifestyles and wardrobes are out of sync, meaning you always buy like the same stuff, but you don't ever wear that same stuff. I have friends that always buy like date night clothes, but they never go on a date night. They always buy that, but then they're frustrated because they run around in jeans and t-shirts because they're stay-at-home moms. Yeah. Right. And so they're frustrated. So we expose those problems of that's a problem and here's how you can solve it. When we get to the end, we have them look at their outfits and say, did you love that outfit or if you didn't? And we say, if you didn't love the clothes that you had inside your wardrobe, guess what? We have this class called Adore Your Wardrobe, which can teach you how to love your clothing so that you can always buy clothes that you love. Okay. So we kind of just take them through that process. Did you have this whole three-step model or even four-step model, including the challenge, built out or mapped out before before starting? Is it like, okay, to have a, here's my signature course, here's my second course, here's my membership. That's a lot of things to build. Oh, heck no. No, 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 no. When we started this all, it was just one course and that's all I thought I was going to do. Okay. Like I was like, we're just going to do one course and that's all I'm going to do. And then I did small amounts of marketing, not very much. 
But as we got going with it and we were seeing success, meaning that we had students saying, I want more information. Can you make a second course about X, Y, and Z? Oh, okay. And then after we got through the second course, they're like, no, no, I want more. Can you, (laughs) can we now have like a membership where like you would constantly do this, that, or the other, because I want to keep learning it was definitely an evolution. It's still an evolution to this day. I don't think how we are structured today will be the way that we'll be structured in 12 or 18 months from now. Yeah, I think stagnant businesses kind of die. There's something to be said about doing something really well and just doing it over and over and over again. But at the same time, I am also, like I told you, a huge believer in having students have a success path so that you can constantly give them what they're asking for. Okay. So it kind of started out with the first course and then people were asking for more and you realized, okay, that's part of the success path that, that people want to have. And so I might as well give it to them. Yep, exactly. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the, maybe the nuts and bolts of like, okay, where does this audience come from? This sounds cool. Where do I find those 3000 people or those 1200 people in the first run? Yeah. A myriad of places. So we have affiliate partners, venture partners, I think is sometimes what the word is used. I call them affiliate partners. So we have affiliate partners and they give us some of those people to go through the challenge. Our affiliate partners love it because they are given, we do first refer. And so if they promote the challenge, it's really easy for them to promote the challenge because it's free. And so they give us lots of leads that way. Okay. So if I have a site related to fashion or whatever it is, or like another mom blog type of site, I can send people to you. Hey, go check out the Adore Your Wardrobe challenge. It's free. You're going to love it. And that's like an easy pitch for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy pitch. Okay. What's the tech behind that to tag those subscribers or how do you track that? We use Entreport. And inside of Entreport, they have an affiliate center. And once somebody signs up to become an affiliate, they have basically a short code that they put at the end of any of the Adore Your Wardrobe URLs. And as long as that short code is at the end, then they will be tagged as the first referrer inside of our system. Okay. Entreport makes sense seeing how it was Aaron Chase that introduced us. Okay. Yeah. And so we had affiliates that are definitely really good partners. I do a lot of Facebook ads. As you can imagine, women that like fashion is a really huge demographic (laughs) and a big target market, you know, like a huge amount of the people that are on Facebook. Is that the extent of the targeting? (laughs) Just say, well, now I've got, you know, 8 million people or however many. No, I wish. Wouldn't that be great? Like, you know, like just throw those two factors into Facebook, into the ad manager and see what happens. Yeah. No, we do a lot of testing. So we test, we had done surveys with our current customers on which brands they had an affinity to. And so we took that information and then started running tests in regards to conversion rates, in regards to those different kind of brands that they liked or interests that they had. And then we threw a lot of testing. I know that that's like the worst ever when you tell people that like you have to test because everyone's like, oh, that's awesome testing. Great. Right. Because it never really feels like it's done. I'm still continually testing. Right. And then like Facebook decides to change their algorithm. It feels like every 45 days so that it's, you're just on like a constant hamster wheel of testing. But Anyway, we just continually test and we have some demographics and some target markets that do way better for us than others. We found some that are great for signing up for the program, but not so good at converting into the program. So we really do track all of that all the way through because in the end, it's great to get 10,000 people to take your challenge. But if none of those people convert, then it really doesn't matter. So I've always had the philosophy that I would much rather have smaller numbers that go through any of my challenges if we can get a larger conversion rate. Okay. 
If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are the ads pointing to the challenge waitlist or the challenge sign up page, or are they saying just like, hey, like our Facebook page? Because I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because why not? No, everything goes to a landing page. So we have a very specific from frustration to functional landing page that has a video that I've created. It's a short video, I think under three minutes long. Also has quite a bit of text that goes through some of the pain points in a super easy form to fill out because I'm a big believer that when we get landing pages that are too long and the forms are too hard to fill out, then like nobody really wants to do that. Yeah. So everything is as simple as possible. There really isn't, I have to say this and I don't mean this. I think there's so many different schools of thought, but I think for challenges, the more simple you can make it, the better. Our conversion rate is insane of when we get people to land on that page and then actually fill out. So we've tried to retarget people that land on the page but didn't fill out the form to retarget them. And Facebook's like, you don't have a big enough audience because our conversion rates are so high. Yeah, they hit that page and they're like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, because it's so easy, especially if you put the copy in such a way that they know exactly what they're getting. Our conversion rates are great. Okay. What was your level of confidence in spending money on the ads? Oh, it's scary. <laughs> How much were you willing to plunk down and say like, hey, I hope somebody eventually buys the thing at the end of this? That's a funny story because I went all in for this last... So before when we met in October and we started kind of talking about challenges, I had went all in that summer. And I think I had spent close to 10 grand on ads. 
And I wasn't sure if it was going to pan out or not. Sure, sure. Well, but before dumping in the 10 grand, like you've been running this business for a year and a half. Yes. You had some some justification for, okay, if the numbers hold or if I get this many people through the funnel, that's what's going to convert. Yes. We knew what our conversion rates were from the number of people because we had done challenges before. We knew that if we had X number of people in a challenge, we usually converted between 5 and 6% into paid customers. Were you running ads at like the very beginning, like the very first challenge? No, no. The very first challenge we did, we just did it all through our affiliate partners and word of mouth through our students. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel a little bit better instead of being like, oh, dude, hey, well, just dust off your 10 grand and let's go to town. Because everybody has that laying around, right? Yeah. Yeah. We did not put 10 grand down on the very first time. That would have been crazy. Okay. So solving one problem while exposing a bigger problem. So it could be in the case of side hustle nation, maybe you don't, you need a business idea. Like that's the first problem. And then the bigger problem is, well, how do you get customers or something like that? I'm just kind of envisioning what a chance, if I wanted to copy this, <laughs> if I wanted to rip you off, like what would be, what would my challenge be? Okay. Tell me about the Facebook group component and the Facebook live component to all this, or is it all just run through email? Sure. So that's a great question. Challenges have been around forever. They used to be all done through email marketing. Like there was a 30-day list builder challenge. There was simple green smoothies did a 30-day challenge where like you eat a green smoothie every day. Way back when email marketing was first started, there was Fly Lady who would provide you a simple tip each day in your email box in order to keep your house in order. And so challenges have been around forever. The difference that I felt at this time was the inclusion of being able to do Facebook groups and specifically Facebook Live. And when I say specifically Facebook Live is being able to do Facebook Live inside the groups, which is a fairly new phenomenon. Like we think it's been around forever, but really it hasn't. It's really only been within 2017 where we really had the ability to do lives inside of the groups, just not on pages. Okay. And the reason I think that they're so powerful is because you get to have a personal touch and are able to kind of do like a mini infomercial with each individual Facebook live to an audience that's inside this Facebook group who wants to be your raving fan. They've already raised their hand to say, I have this problem. They signed up for your email. Then they even take a step further and they publicly admit that they have the problem by joining a Facebook group with other people. Like, think about that, right? Like, it's not like, you know, some secret email that you kind of keep from everybody. They're like, I have the problem, but I'm not letting anybody see that I'm reading this in email. You say you have the problem and then you're inside a Facebook group where you could run into people that you know, right? Yeah. So that's part of the setup of this is like, okay, now I created a challenge specific group from frustrated to functional challenge group. Is that the same for every challenge or do you shut it down and then open up a new one? Shut it down and open up a new one. Okay. And the reason I do that is so that you create kind of this feeling that it's going to be over and that the only way for them to keep having interaction with you is to buy the course. Okay. 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 So there's this specific challenge group page. So you send an email out to everybody who raised their hand and said, okay, I'm in either through word of mouth or joint venture partnerships or through your existing Facebook page audience, and you invite them to join the challenge group. Yes. We invite them, they get their welcome email. And in that we invite them to join the challenge group. We give them incentive to do it because we say there'll be live teachings in there. There'll be stuff that you won't receive through the curriculum that we send. So we house everything 
inside of our website. So we say there's extra videos and extra teachings that won't be on those pages that's only available in the Facebook group. Okay. So we give them incentive to join, that they'll get extra added exclusive stuff that they wouldn't get anywhere else. And it's worthwhile to do it because it's an extra level of kind of relationship building because they're interacting with other members and they're seeing you on the live video and whatever else. It's worthwhile to do it. Yeah, it's. I think it's one of the most successful. I mean, considering that Facebook Live and Facebook groups are free, it's an awesome tool of just being able to really personally connect with your potential customers so that they can see that you're a real person, that you really care about this issue and that you're really wanting to help them. Okay. Facebook Live, I've never done one outside. I've been on a couple of interviews, but I've never hosted my own. It's really intimidating to me because I like the podcast nature of being able to go back and edit something. Or if I sound stupid, which often happens, I can go back and clean that up. Did you have experience in live speaking or was this a hurdle to get over for you too? I think it's always a hurdle. I was lucky in that I had had a career before doing this online thing in which I gave speeches and presentations on a regular basis. So that piece had never scared me, but I think it's a hurdle regardless. Like even though I was comfortable doing that, it's scary. Facebook Live's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's live and what if you mess up and what if you say the wrong thing or what if you stutter or what if you accidentally swear or all of those things. And I've done it all. I think that but that's what's kind of cool about Facebook Live is that nobody expects it to be polished where when we see videos on websites, we really expect them to kind of have a, at least a semblance of polishness, right? Yeah. We expect an intro and an outro and we expect things to be edited well and follow a certain kind of topic and make sure it all flows together. With lives, you don't have that. Lives is more about just being in the moment and giving shout outs, you know, so that when Marie says, hey, Kelly, so glad to see you, that you can be like, hey, Marie, how's your day? or that you can talk about something that's happened inside the Facebook group. So if you had a topic of conversation where people were talking about their challenges or things that they liked or things that they disliked, that you can take specific nuggets of that out and really talk about them in the live because it allows then the group to be like, hey, she's really in here or he's really in here and he's really spending time in here to make sure that we are getting a great experience. Okay. But yeah, you're totally, it's scary. I don't think you ever get over it not being scary. Okay. But it does get easier. It does get easier over time. Okay. Challenge day has arrived. You know, it's day one. How did you map out the structure of the challenge? Because it's okay, now that's extra content that I've got to create. These are lessons that I've got to deliver. What did that look like in your case? It was kind of an interesting thing. We had successfully just got done with a holiday re-engagement campaign, which essentially is just kind of dripping out content over the holiday timeframe. And we did that at the end of 2016. And it had done well, better than we had anticipated. And so we had talked about doing another kind of engagement campaign with this kind of from frustration to functional kind of idea. And all of a sudden, it kind of dawned on me that instead of doing this as an email drip campaign, what if we just took it up a notch and made it an actual kind of mini course? Okay. And what was interesting is that it doesn't... Like if you think about your funnel, maybe an email funnel that you put together over a certain topic or a drip campaign that you make in regards to content that you've already created, it's really not that much different to just spin it a bit and make it its own course. And so 
even though it sounds like it would be really complex to do, it really isn't. It was just a matter of, I spent half a day creating videos to go with it. We spent another half a day to create worksheets with it, but the content was kind of already there because of the way that we had decided to do this re-engagement. We just kind of plussed it up to create this. And then it was like, well, how could we make it cooler? And that's when we came up with the ideas of adding the Facebook group and the Facebook lives to it. Okay. So yes, there was a mapping. It's taking that pain point and working it through and solving one while highlighting another. So do you have a specific lesson for all 14 days? That sounds like a lot. It would be. Yeah. I would not do that. You could do that, I guess, but that would be kind of crazy. We have it that it's four lessons within the 14 days. The first seven days, they do a lifestyle audit where essentially it's really easy and it's about six minutes a day. That's kind of the other thing about challenges. Like you don't want to create so much work that people are having to spend 30 minutes or 45 minutes a day doing it. The goal is that you should be able to do everything within the challenge. That's read a lesson on the website, watch a video, open up your email and do whatever homework you have to do within 20 minutes a day. Like most people have 15 to 20 minutes, but they don't have much longer than that. And so we start the first seven days that we do a lifestyle audit, and then that's one lesson. And then the second week is three lessons in a row that come pretty rapidly. Okay. And what are those lessons just like for the sake of, of, of listener enjoyment here? Sure. So we do a lifestyle audit for seven days. And then after that, they do a wardrobe audit for two days. And then they do the reasons that they are frustrated. It's a lesson that talks about the main pain points or why people are frustrated, which comes down to that their lifestyle and wardrobes are not in sync or that they don't love the clothes that they're in or that they buy clothes for a fantasy lifestyle, Okay, which is, you know, I know it seems quite frivolous, but it's true. It's a psychology behind it. And then we have the last lesson, which solves some of the problems. We take them through an exercise, which could help them solve the problem of putting together a wardrobe that they adore in a very mini kind of way. And then we have one last big, huge Facebook live that I do inside of the group on the 14th day in the evening. And then we also at that time give away a course to somebody that's in attendance. Okay. So you get the end at the end of the time together at the end of the challenge, like, okay, here's some quick wins based on what you learned and what you've kind of evaluated your existing wardrobe to be. And then, oh, by the way, if you want more, I have this course. Yep. And you can win a copy if you tune into our live stream. Yeah. At the end, it's great because you're able to answer any questions that they have, like the big end Facebook Live, and that's usually an hour. So it's kind of like a webinar in a sense, but we do it in a Facebook Live kind of way. We answer any questions that they have about the challenge. So if they had questions that came up in the challenge, and then it's also my chance to kind of give a sales presentation of how the course can solve additional problems for them and the ways that the course can do that. So it's an hour long, but it's half an hour is teaching. And then the other half is like an infomercial that goes into the the benefits of the course. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, before we get to the last day, let's talk about the first day. Like what happens on day one of this challenge? So the very first day we have them enter the Facebook group and we tell them to take a picture of themselves in their, in either what outfit that they're wearing today or a favorite outfit. So we just have this huge stream of women taking pictures, basically posting pictures of what they look like today. Okay. And we do that for a couple of reasons. One is that we do it to, it provides vulnerability. If you're really posting a picture of what you're wearing that day, that's a pretty vulnerable thing to do. And it just lets everybody's guard down yeah. a bit so that as we're talking about other things that they feel like, hey, she posted a picture of herself looking like that. So this is a cool group. Like this is going to be a safe place to be. 
So we do that on the very first day and it's just kind of an introduction too, so that they can all kind of get to know each other. And so that's what we do on day one. And then also send them the lesson via email. Okay. Are you doing anything on the Facebook page, like kind of the public facing page to promote this, or is this all inside of the group? When registration opens for the challenge, we do a Facebook Live on the main Facebook page that says that registration's open, what the challenge is about, who the challenge is for, why it's a good thing. I have customers that watch those Facebook Lives as well as prospects. So if it's somebody that's already taken the course, I say, hey, if you have a friend that you want to share that with, please go ahead and share it. In addition to that, we also do a contest where we allow people that if they share that Facebook live, that Facebook live that I did on the main page, that they're entered in for a gift card. We usually do between $100 and $200. You don't have to do that many. That's just something that we came up with between $100 and $200 gift card to either Amazon or Nordstrom or something like that if they share it with friends that they think might have a good time doing the challenge as well. Okay. But some incentive for people to to share it. Yeah. There's normal shares in that our students that have taken the course really believe in the course and so they will share it. But then for people that maybe haven't taken the course yet, it's just a nice way for them to kind of get excited about it and maybe get some friends to take it with them as well as earn a gift card. Yeah. And if you don't have, I mean, if if it's your first time running it, you don't have anybody who's gone through your product, gone through your course yet. It could just be, hey, these are your fans, your followers. Hey, if you want to join me in this challenge, you know, tag a friend who you think this would be cool for or whatever. Yeah. And then, so we do that when the registration is open. We also do it again when it's the very first day of the challenge. I go ahead and announce kind of like a date and time of a live mini training inside the challenge Facebook group. And I also encourage the challengers to like my page so that they'll automatically see the training. And then once the Facebook live is done, I make sure to share that Facebook live inside the challenge Facebook group so that in case somebody didn't see it, that they can go ahead and watch the Facebook Live at their own convenience. I also do a small boost or paid ad, however you want to say it, to my warm audience. To the warm audience, this is like visitors to your website or other people who like your page. Yes. But, you know, who aren't going to see it because of whatever algorithm thing. Right. So for me, my warm audience consists of anybody that's been on my Facebook page, anybody that's interacted with any of my posts, anybody that's watched any of my Facebook live videos for a specific amount of time. Usually I do it at the 25% mark because I feel like anything under that's kind of just a glamour number. 25% of the video? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That that they'll watch 25% of the video. Not Facebook's three second number, whatever it is. Oh yeah. Right. Like, come on. That's like when you're trying to get rid of whatever video, it could be three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So 25%. And then we have anybody that's been on our site for anything over the past 180 days. And then there, we have it compared to that is not a customer. So, or somebody that has signed up for the challenge. That's kind of who I say the warm audience is. Okay. So you exclude, Hey, I don't want to pay to advertise to people who've already joined or people who, okay, that makes sense. Yep. And then we make sure then then we post that challenge or that video that we did on the main Facebook page back inside the challenge group so that they can A, be part of it if they want to share it with other people or be part of the giveaway or whatever. So we make sure we do that as well. Okay. And that video is just like, hey, we're starting this challenge. Here's the incentive to share it. Yeah, exactly. Or was there a training component to that too? I wouldn't say like there's a huge training component to it, but 
At the same time, we talk about why the challenge is important, who can benefit from the challenge, the things that we're going to discuss in the challenge, the things we're going to solve through the challenge. Okay. So I could say like the best, like on day one, if you were to say like, Kel, what script would you use for a challenge? I would say in 15 minutes, can you describe what your challenge is going to do? Okay. That's kind of like a zero lesson or the intro. Yeah. So like if you, for Side Hustle Nation, you could say if it was, you know, I want to start a course and so I need to get customers or I need to get people to actually be part of it. Maybe you have a whole thing of, hey, this is how you can find your first hundred people. And this is how you can then maximize these hundred people to then gain up to a thousand people. And this is how you can start with an email funnel. Well, you know, whatever that is, whatever that challenge is to really describe it, not only the lesson, but then the problems that it's going to solve. Okay. Because I think that gets people more excited because sometimes you may name something your challenge, right? And nobody else really understands what that is until you get into the descriptors of what it really is going to tackle. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, you got to get people watching that video, get them excited for what they're going to learn and then get them in uh, get them in the group, get them signed up on the landing page and then they're in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're going through the challenge, the two week from frustrated to fabulous challenge, the four lessons and it ends. Got some valuable information from this, some ideas to how to improve your wardrobe and dress more confidently. And by the way, I've got this course is that I assume not, I mean, it's probably evergreen material, but it's not open all the time. Like I couldn't go buy it today. I've got to buy it. I got to buy it now because the challenge is ending. Right. We do an open and closed cart system. So we have a registration period that's 10 days long and we do that three times a year. Okay. What's the, do you mind sharing the price point on that course? Sure. It's 199. Okay. And so cart is staying open for, for 10 days after the end of the challenge. No, that's kind of a funky thing that I did. So I actually end the challenge. So our registration period is 10 days. The last seven days of the challenge is the first seven days that registration's open. Oh, okay. So when the challenge gets over, they literally only have four days before the cart closes. Oh, okay. So they're like, okay, I got to act. I got to act now if I'm in. Yeah. And I've been asked why I did that. And I think it's because I said, you know, they've been with me for 14 days. Either they trust me or they don't trust me by this point. (laughs) Right. You know, like, it's not like I'm trying to like grow my warm audience with an email sequence and some other things. Like they've been with me for 14 days. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, you either got to get going with it or you need to be done. And so that's kind of why it's a much shorter registration period than normal. Yeah. And that's fine. So what's with the, and you see, you're giving away a copy of the course to is like the most engaged challenge participant. Like how do you judge the giveaway? I don't know if I should say it out loud. <laughs> we say it's random, but it's really not random. I have two people on my team that are always there with me on any Facebook live that I do to just kind of manage the group as questions are coming in or whatever information, you know, like if people have questions or comments or whatever. And we say that each time you leave a comment, you're automatically entered in for the giveaway. Okay. But really my team kind of looks at it and says, who's the person that's asking the best questions, who seems really engaged, who seems like they would be a good fit for the course overall. And then they usually pick them. So it's kind of random, but not totally random. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know, you got to pick the people who are kind of being advocates for you. That's right. Okay. And then as the cart is closing or as the deadline is coming up to register, are you doing anything else to kind of get people who are on the fence, off the fence, get them in the doors? Yeah, we we do a couple different things. One is that 
We always have a plus up for them. So if they sign up during while the Facebook Live is going on, so the very last Facebook Live at the end of the challenge of the end of the 14 days, we say if they sign up by the end of the Facebook Live that we give them an additional mini course for free. That's one thing that we do to kind of push them over the edge. The second thing that we do to push them over the edge is we kind of do a secret squirrel method in that anybody that we see who has been participating a lot, either inside the Facebook group or on the Facebook Lives, we kind of go after them via private messenger on Facebook. And so we will just ask them if they have any other additional questions about the program, if they have any questions that we can answer, or do they have any issues with it? Like we just kind of want to give them that one more personal touch oh, okay. to see if they have any concerns that we can answer. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really effective and it's something that isn't done very often. And it's super high conversion rates, which is kind of crazy that sometimes people just need that extra little bit of love yeah. to say like, hey, you know, I saw you were really engaged in the Facebook group and you were really engaged on the Facebook Live, but I saw you haven't signed up yet. Is there anything I can do or answer to help you out? And sometimes they have questions. Sometimes they're like, no, I really love the course, but I just don't have the finances right now. Or I really love the course, but it's a really busy time for me coming up. I plan on joining the next class. So it's just a good way of just kind of giving that extra touch that really does, I think, in the end, if you don't convert immediately, you tend to convert either on this next registration period that you have. Yeah. Kind of that one-on-one -on -one touch instead of, you know, where the whole thing has kind of been broadcast, kind of been one to many, all of a sudden now it's like, oh my gosh, I'm getting one-on-one -on -one attention from Kelly. You know, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we just kind of give them that one extra one-on-one -on -one touch. Okay. And again, so this is kind of the first step in the success path. And then those customers will go through this material. Then they'll, then they, <laughs> I love how the next products, the next services that you've built have been as a result of customers being like, hey, that was cool, but I still have questions. Or I wish you would do this. I want more. Like, I think that's a, a really cool way to, to build the business. So anything else we ought to know about doing the whole challenge thing? Just do it. <laughs> I think it's scary because you're kind of putting yourself out there, especially if you haven't done a lot of Facebook lives before. That would, I would say one, do it. Number two is that if you do do a challenge, make sure that the curriculum you're giving them would be something that you would charge for normally. Like in your gut, you're like, this is so good that I should charge for it. Okay. But I'm not going to, because I'm going to take them through the challenge instead. Because I think sometimes I've seen people do challenges and I'm like, this challenge is crap. <laughs> and you've seen this too, Nick, right? Like if the challenge is crap, then no offense, but then these prospective buyers are like, if this is the challenge and this is as good as it gets, like how crappy is that course going to be? Right. Like, is it really going to, is it really going to help me? So just make sure that whatever you're producing is so good that you would normally charge for it. And then the third thing that I would say in regards to a challenge is just make sure that you highlight a pain point that you can solve, but at the same time, you also highlight enough other pain points that only your paid course can solve. Like you don't want to solve all of their problems in a challenge because then they won't actually buy your course. You just want to solve some of their problems through the challenge. Okay. And then I like what you said at the beginning, kind of highlighting a bigger challenge or maybe even a more painful challenge. Maybe they realized they have it, maybe they didn't. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, now I need, now I need this in my life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Kelly, this has been awesome. Again, adoreyourwardrobe.com. The next challenge is actually starting up at the beginning of January. If you guys want to jump in there live and see how it's done one-on-one -on -one or firsthand, you can see how Kelly gets it done. Again, adoreyourwardrobe.com. And let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. 
I think the number one tip I have for Side Hustle Nation is really just believe in yourself and do it. I think there's so much time that we worry about how we're going to be perceived. We don't feel like an expert in whatever we're trying to teach or to give information on. And I think you don't necessarily have to be the expert in it. You just have to be willing to teach what you know. And if you really go with it, with that kind of attitude, you're always going to be successful. Yeah, I love it because I imagine this is a perfect example. I don't know if you have a degree in how to get dressed in the morning, but it's like... Uh, no. <laughs> no. Fashion was just something I was interested in. And I just started this because I kind of wanted, I wanted myself a challenge. I'd been in the online industry for a while and I was like, I kind of wanted to do this. And I remember literally three weeks before we went through our beta test with the very first course, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, they're going to be like, you're not an expert. You don't have a fashion degree. You don't want to do this. And, you know, and I think we all go through that of just that fear. Yeah. And I think it's just allowing yourself to get over it and then do it because I always say, what's the worst thing that can happen? That's my new motto. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, yeah, it could flop. But at the same time, it could be really successful too. And if it flops, then you know what you can do to make it better. Yeah, it's usually not life-threatening. Believe in yourself. Don't let the self-doubt win. No. Kelly, thank you so much. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com, the cloud accounting solution that's recommended by 97% of small business owners. This is Rob Eng, the senior marketing manager for FreshBooks on their two primary types of users, who he calls the craftsperson and the builder. What we kind of call more of the craftsperson, uh, somebody who is a freelancer, who works on their own, and who has usually a subject matter expert in that field. So like a designer, a web developer, a consultant, or even a podcaster. And so what they're looking for is a way to simplify their life because their life is their work. And they're really passionate about their work. And they're trying to save time so they could focus more on what they love to do. And we know it's not necessarily accounting. The other one is more of that builder. So think about that agency or consultancy. And that person is looking for about scaling and for growth. They want to look at ways to increase productivity, understand where their business is going and how to scale it better. So we have features in there to help with collaboration uh, with your staff or contractors and helping give a really robust report so you understand how projects are running and how to be more efficient. Visit freshbooks.com slash side hustle to start your 30-day completely free trial today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle for bookkeeping bliss along with rockstar support. All right, my top takeaways from this call with Kelly. Number one, have a step two before you have a step one. Now, you probably don't need steps three and four. In Kelly's case, those were the second course in the membership levels of Adore Your Wardrobe. But if you're going to do this, you got to have at least some sort of product or service to sell at the end. So there's a little bit of strategic planning that's got to happen before you kind of go headlong into the challenge thing. And maybe you've already got that product in mind. Maybe you've already created it. And that's where I think a little uh, introductory challenge like this could be an awesome way to drum up some excitement and new leads for it. So that's takeaway number one, kind of map that uh, customer success path out a little bit, even if it's just very, uh, very simple to start with. Uh, Takeaway number two is to build that know, like, and trust relationship. You could run a challenge entirely through email, and people have done it in the past, but it doesn't quite have the same impact as Kelly's strategy with the Facebook Lives and the community interaction elements. Like if somebody is going to spend money with you, especially if you're you know relatively new in their life, you're probably going to need several touch points, email, Facebook, Facebook Live video, a group setting, maybe like little messenger chats, and 
importantly, your stuff's got to be good before they're ready to plunk down their, their credit card with you. So that's takeaway number two. Takeaway number three is to think about those quick wins. What are the gateway drugs into your brain? That's probably a bad phrase. But you know, what are the fast, easy milestones that you can get your audience to uh, so that they're ready to invest in a next level training or next level relationship with you? It's something that I think about a lot. Like, how can I get you to your first side hustle dollar? How can I get you to pick one idea from the hundreds that are out there? Those are kind of the uh, first tier problems that you got to solve before the relationship can move forward. W- you know, what are those bottom rung problems in your business or for your audience? Once again, you can download a free PDF highlight reel summary with all of Kelly's top tips from this conversation at SideHustleNation.com slash Kelly. It's K-E-L-L-Y. But that's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to The Side Hustle Show at www.SideHustleNation.com.